0: Funding for Sundays on the East End comes from CP Complete Construction and Renovation, specializing in interior and exterior living spaces. CP Complete focuses on the end result throughout the entire process. Individualized attention sets their boutique construction company apart with a focused, inclusive, innovative, and personalized process from start to finish. CP Complete builds what you have imagined. Learn more at cpcomplete.com or 631-727-5741. Well, hi, everybody. This is Bridget Leroy.
1: And Alex Sokolow.
0: You're here with us on Sundays on the East End on 88.3 WPPB-FM, Long Island's only NPR station. And we're going to have April Gornick on today. Uh, So excited. Yeah, I know. Me too. We're so happy to have April in the studio. But she's not allowed to talk until we do our little thing. We do our little thing. But she's sitting here and she's really excited. But uh, we love having April. April's incredibly um, well-known and and, uh,
1: brilliant. Brilliant artist,
0: landscape artist is in galleries and museums around the world. Uh, but also around these here parts is, is also known with her husband, Eric Fischel, for being incredible um, benefactors of the arts and of Sag Harbor. Uh, village. So well, we're I, would say, ta- I would
1: say local activism. I mean, that, yeah. that's how I would maybe the umbrella.
0: But this is one of the things that you and I, Alec and I, always like. You know, get together about an hour before the show starts, and we talk about all kinds of different things. And that's one of the things that we were talking about is is the um, that creating art for the most part is a very solitary, isolating activity. Whether you're whether you're painting, or writing, or songwriting, it is really something where you're inside the art and you're inside your own head and how does that lead like from art to activism is one of the things we're going to discuss with april
1: i know this morning very cool um i also am excited to hear april talk about uh her relationship to the uh vistas and landscapes that she creates and sees and her place in those landscapes which is something that i always feel uh doesn't get discussed enough when when one does look at landscape art that 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 the artist has a place in there.
0: Well, you know what's really interesting is that both of you. Uh, I'm putting y- Alex Soklo and April Gornick in the same kind of bubble, which is fiction, if that makes sense. Because the landscapes are are imagined, and what you write, you know, Toy Story or Skylanders or Evan Almighty or whatever that, the heck it is you're doing over there, <laughs> is lies. fiction.
1: It's lies. Lies. Lies just, that reveal a greater great, truth.
0: You, you are <laughs> just a great big fat liar. An ideal in in facts. Um, you know, and I try to put a creative spin on it, but what right. I'm basically doing is I've got like 650 to 1,000 words to fill someone in on, on a story. All right, so but I'll, I mean, we, we've,
1: we've touched on this in previously, but it's also, no disrespect, it's also um, events are very transactional, whereas um, culture hopefully has a permanence. Um, there's, a, there's a deeper emotional connection. Yeah. Um, no matter what the content is, that's the goal. I think so uh, do you mean
0: like film uh, well no you're talking art. about fiction
1: but you're talking about expression you're talking about like trying to capture a feeling through physical uh, manifestation of expression and implicit in that to me is how the consumer is gonna embrace that right. and it is an emotional memory it's a moment that will live forever it will outlive you you know.
0: It's also really interesting, though, that you can create something that is so meaningful to you, and there'll always be someone who just absolutely despises it. You know, and thinks it's the worst thing ever. I mean, art is so obviously subjective, and always has been.
1: But that goes to, and I also hope April will maybe touch on this a little bit. Uh, you know, art is a business. You know, the entertainment industry is a business, and to be a woman in a in a business. Uh, that has been traditionally uh, male-based is fascinating to me, and how one navigates that. I don't well, know. Well, at if least
0: yeah, male-dominated. I mean, yeah, it really male-dominated, male. and that is really, I mean, an amazing, interesting thing because that's still. I mean, I mean they talk about a glass ceiling, but you don't hear about it as much in like the art world uh, you do hear about it in films because actors naturally and, and directors and stuff are in front of the cameras sometimes as you know as themselves and right. they'll talk about it and talk so that becomes you know me too and, and time's up and all of that stuff is is coming to the forefront now but um you don't really hear about that in certain sectors like you don't hear about it in much as as much in my profession Newspapers, right? You but don't but but but, but Bridget,
1: right? You you've lived your um a, a chapter of your adult life as a woman in a traditionally male-dominated industry. Yeah. Um, and you know, you could look at his girl Friday in the 30s, and <laughs> why I oughta. Yeah, you. Uh, we're gonna get the scoop. You <laughs> we're know, say. Um, <laughs> and, and and you can look at that and think, well, so that's that's what you needed just to be able to play with the boys. You know,
0: well, yeah, th- I mean, when I started out, that's that's what it was for me. It was, uh, you know, I, I really um, did not play up any kind of feminine characteristics. And I, you know, but I was also young. I mean, I started The Independent when I was 29 and I wasn't a very mature 29. And yeah, I mean, my thing was like going out to drink bourbon with uh, John Scanlon and Michael Thomas. Uh, Which you know, all, all of
1: all of my friends who have been journalists who are, are men also revel in that concept. And that's a concept I've never quite understood that the work day is not done until you get shit-faced with your cohorts. And Absolutely. Your like that, I don't get that.
0: And some of us handle it better than others, and
1: I'm not someone who can handle that, yeah. so...
0: You know, but, but now, you know, I've worked my way, uh, I've kind of clawed my way to the middle. Right, well, we like but and, and, so. and this
1: is where we're going to turn this all the way back. So people look at the front page and see the worst of humanity. People look at the art page or the sports page and see the best of humanity. And we're really talking with an artist, a, a brilliant artist, in my opinion, who also has then de- decided along the way to devote her energy to activism and local activism and, and things that will affect her world right around her which might also tie into her content that she paints.
0: Well, it's so amazing because, I mean, they always say, you know, act, like, think, what is it? Think globally, act locally. And it is so true that we can really only, I mean, it, it, in the grand scheme of, of life, we can only change ourselves and our attitudes, but... And our underwear. <laughs> I, I, I No comment, no comment. Because <laughs> um, I had something really bad to say. Uh, really just so bad. Uh, but, but also just that... It is so important to just be that pebble in, and create that ripple effect and hopefully that it catches on and gets bigger and bigger and the lives that you touch by doing what you do, either whether it's through art or activism, you're touching other people's lives and,
1: and it, community and specifically community exactly. and and I, and I'll go back to this I might, might not be saying it eloquently, but um, a humanity's place in the natural world, humanity's place in society, humanity's place, that's a concept that most people, myself included, for big chapters of my life, just took as an assumption. And then you realize things aren't here by accident. Right. And that things are built. People have created are them. Built, and everything that you see comes from the earth. Everything. Right. Our microphones the the radios or cars everything
0: but even us I mean we are not new material <laughs> we're all we old material I mean the uh, the iron in our bodies is iron that might have been in some anvil in the 11th century and it's been you know fell apart and it got recreated as part of I mean right that's that's absolutely we're, which, we're, which we're conceptually
1: m- uh, we've now gone to a whole other place yeah I know but <laughs> Let's uh, bring it that's, back to art cool. and community. we're all carbon 16 I guess but yeah, um, yeah no but I think that that to be conscious is to also have some kind of mindful acknowledgement of that and, and know that if we want to change our community, if we want to change the culture around us, we have to do it. Like individuals change things, not, not nature. Like, you know, nature will change itself. but like, Right.
0: Well, I remember George Carlin saying something like, uh, you know, and I, I, you know, saying we're all so worried about plastic or whatever. He's like, you know, the earth is going to survive. It'll just find a way of incorporating plastic into itself. It's, yeah, it's we that won't survive. In
1: the in the garbage gyre and the Pacific uh, The big garbage ocean. patch? No, there but are new mean, species. Uh, no, but Bridget, there are yeah. new species that have developed microcosmically that are now have incorporated plastic into their being. I mean, I don't, I, this
0: is not like a commercial for like, yay, plastic. I mean, but i but I do, but i but I love the idea that it's all, you know, in a some way, it all the earth itself would be fine. I mean, i I went to hear Deepak Chopra speak once, and he said, like if um bees or insects disappeared from from the world, that within five years it would be a desolate wasteland. if human beings, Disappeared off the earth, then in five years it would be like a jungle, an Amazon rainforest, all, you know, because we are the pathogen. We are the pathogen. And we've gotten off the subject again, but um, we were talking about earth and incorporation. And I and- hope everybody
1: has survived the nor'easter. <laughs> Why is it not northeaster? Why is it nor'easter? Why, I, like, is it make it quaint? Yeah, like, it's quaint, cute. Yeah, right? hey,
0: we got nor'easter right? coming through.
1: You don't have any, like, electricity and the winds are blowing, but there's, like, an apostrophe. So it's (laughs)
0: quaint. It is. It's very quaint. It's very New England-y. But anyway, so we're going to actually, (laughs) we're going to take a break and talk, uh, come back on Sundays on the East End and talk with April Gornick, a local activist and incredible artist and uh, friend about art community and. um, And her own journey. Her own journey. I
1: always love to hear and process.
0: All right. We'll be right back. We're back Sundays on the East End with Bridget Leroy and Alex. And
1: Alex Sokolow.
0: And Alex Sokolow and Bridget Leroy uh, (laughs) listening to us here on 88.3 WPPB, Long Island's only NPR station. You can also listen to us online at 88.3 WPPB.org. You can also always make a donation. And uh, we're here talking with artist, activist, Sag Harborite, human Human being, being. April Gornick. (laughs) Welcome, April. Welcome, April.
2: Thank you for having me. I've v- really been loving listening to your conversation.
0: Thank yeah. you. Oh, I love talking with Alec. That's why we, we I mean, <laughs> that's how the whole idea was. like, yeah. hey, maybe we should have a radio show because this is like how we talk all the time. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, great. Yeah, for
1: sure. So let's let's dive in. Let's dive in. Um, I I know we, we kind of set a table and there's a lot of things that we can touch on, but I, I want to start, just because I think it, it creates context, with your own personal journey as an artist, you know, just uh... N- not so much the the events but the the almost thematic evolution that you had in the connection to your work and and uh... in a way when you decide to put brush to canvas w- the philosophy of what you're trying to put forth for people
2: well i used to be really s- trying to be specifically philosophical and explanatory in my work when i was a student in college because i've felt this conceptual art was very popular, and I've took comfort in my own intellect. So I wanted to make art that I could say to a teacher or an observer, "I did this because," and I would have lots of reasons, and you I'd be able context, to ex- or, yeah, I'd yeah. be able to explain my my material choices. You other right. words what I made the things with, and and what I thought its kind of social impact. Blah, blah, blah. I had I had very specific ideas about why I should be doing that. And, and we always
1: drawn to nature in that?
2: No. That well, it snuck in. You know, I've looking back on some of the stuff that I made when I was trying to be a conceptual artist and I was really bad at it. <laughs> I'm very happy to admit that. It's just true. Um, but then what happened was I graduated from actually the Nova Scotia College of Art and Design, which was a hotbed of conceptual art at the time. I went Yay, to Europe Halifax. Yeah Halifax. <laughs> I went to I went to Europe and I traveled and I came back, and I just didn't want to make the same things that I was making. And I, I, I kind of th- started thinking I, need, I needed to work with archetypes. I needed to work with something that was universal. I wasn't looking to my own soul for that at the time. Right. I was trying to look everywhere else. And then one day in my studio, I'd gotten sort of obsessed with the idea of how could you, how could you put light in something <laughs> I did not like think about painting as a solution for this. <laughs> of course, painting great paintings live on light. I mean, it's it's the thing that that generates responses in people, I think as much as anything. It's right. like it's the quick and the dead. It's the it's alive or not. It's it's this thing well, that Well, and
1: all right. Now again without kind of going too deep on this, does does darkness come from light or does light come from darkness and from, from our point of view? Do um, I
0: have to choose? You don't have to choose. <laughs> but, but, it,
1: but, but there is this concept, though, that it, that we live in a universe where, where there's a... Well, there's,
0: there's both. I mean, it's like Anakin and Darth Vader, for God's sakes. I mean, let's break it down simply. Yeah, <laughs> there's but, always but, dark and but, light.
1: But for painting, and again, I, I can't draw stick figures. So I found well, my way...
2: All I can say is that I, I needed to make something that had light in it. and right. then, And then something literally popped into my head one day in my studio really and truly unexpectedly and it it's it looked like an idea but it was a visual image that I was seeing in my head it was it was like three or four sticks in front of water so you could you would see like a tiny bit of shoreline it was a vertical image and I got really excited I didn't even have a canvas or anything flat in my studio to make it on because I just had a, a bunch of junk that I was making assemblages out of and I had to like glue one by fours together and I drew it out and then I, I took whatever paint was like left over from my school years. And right. I just, I made this thing and, and it just happened and then I looked at it and it was a, not only a painting which I hadn't anticipated but it was a landscape painting and I was like, <gasps> well that's what I wanted to do. But oh my God, now I'm painting. So, so that came from your
0: soul. I mean it, it, totally. it, came, it came from your intellect and then it, it, it lodged in your spirit.
1: I, right, and, I and, 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 and buried, it, and buried, yeah. and buried in, in what you just said is um, you had the the materials from one endeavor, you were on your own journey on another endeavor, and then you have, because I'm always fascinated by creativity and how creativity is not a linear concept. It's not for me anyway. It's a, that it is, you dance around a little bit and then the door opens up. It's almost like a channeling.
2: Well, it's like when you're, I'm sure when you're writing this happens too, both of you, like... When you're in your studio, there's, there's, you go into a kind of a funny state that's a little bit like waking dream state, yeah. and and I think that what happens is that the little trap door where your unconscious lives opens and slips out yeah. and kind of takes over while you're working, and I guess that's that's probably probably one way of saying what had happened to me at that time when I made my first. What I would call landscape painting, but
1: so do you not, do you not see them as landscapes in your mind? do you see them no, more?
2: totally but there but there are all sorts of other things for me too i mean they're they're about emotional states they're about yeah. they are about cosmic things, they are about light and darkness, and if you want to say versus fine, but to me it's 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 uh, more yeah. interesting to kind of look at the whole cosmic ebb and flow like if you're like if you're um, if you're trying to accept a notion of death for instance it's mm-hmm. more interesting finally i think to me to try to to try to go with how light and dark work together right so and, and, how and they you know, work together right right yeah. and, and, and and i
1: can say again i and i say this not in, in, in as a backwards compliment at all i have very li- few times in my life have i like ached to have an image on my wall, but your charcoals from about 15, 20 years ago, which I saw in Los Angeles, I ache to have them. I, I, love, oh, them. Thanks. I yeah. love them. I love them. I still, you. I mean, I, they, because they're dreamlike and they're provocative yeah, and they're evocative and somehow it's like, that's how I see an emotion I don't even know.
2: Well, wow. Thank you. That's, that's what I, I, I can't, I
0: have nothing to follow that up with. <laughs> I love your work. Yeah. I always <laughs> just,
2: ho- I always just hope that people get First and foremost, an emotional response from my work in some way. Yeah. Um, ideally, not. Ooh, this is the worst thing I ever saw. <laughs> I, I hate don't think anyone. <laughs> <really well. laughs> <no, no. laughs> <But> Cow
1: cell. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow.
2: But just, yeah, just. I mean, that's. I think that the, the work really comes from an emotional basis for me and landscapes are for some reason the lingua franca of how i express myself and why did that happen i'm really not sure but it,
0: well you did you explained the the excitement you felt when you when you saw that the sticks in front of the water and the yeah. light and the spatial it, but it, i didn't
2: it, see i didn't see a person standing there and i didn't see a dog or a butterfly flying by and right. you know it's it there there's something about the privacy of making these things that feel to me like a glimpse into my soul or the world's soul or something that, that opens I hope it opens me up to the world and I hope
0: that it opens the world up to other people and that's so interesting because again we're going back to the fact that it's a it's a solitary endeavor to create oh, a monastic
1: and endeavor.
0: Monastic <laughs> <laughs> if you have to say monastic, okay. Or but private, that, private, private? Private it's I mean a private endeavor to create art and it's it's expressing something that's within you but it's also about connection because, in both art and activism, it's about bringing others in. Correct. Yes. Okay. So that that's just you know, and that's what we do with our writing. In and and Alec and I are obviously very different in in our the way we write and you do have like a studio where you sit down and I'm in a crazy newsroom where I'm being thrown stuff and I have like literally 3 days
1: to write. I, you you know. know what's funny is I actually have always loved writing on airplanes and trains. And like I love I I I, I, I don't have an easy time writing in a cafe or a public space, but if I'm on an airplane or a train, I feel almost like cocooned but in motion, and that triggers something in my mind.
0: That's so cool. I love that. Yeah. Th- and, and and I have to be surrounded by people. If I try to be at home and and write, I have to, like, go to Starbucks or something like that or the Spur or the Shed or one of those other things. Well, I'm of jealous court.
2: of you guys because you can you can just bring your computer or your pen <laughs> and, <Right>. and <laughs> paper <laughs> you and your like... plane or
0: your train, and you can make these. Right. That's why <laughs> you're not supposed to take up the so piano. <laughs> 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 right. Right. Or work on large canvases. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, you might get noticed somewhere. <laughs> (laughs) but you know what we were
1: touching on though and as which and this might be my own obsession but but so April as an as a artist making these expressions you it's coming from within you and uh and I when I look at your work and I I see your hand even if I don't see your hand like I I I acknowledge like there's a consciousness that this is this came from you
2: but it's it's made by a person right. and, and you can't stop the interference of your personhood getting into your work. And I think that there's also a male and female component for everybody. And I'm not saying that it would be strictly female for me or strictly male for you or someone else. There's, But there's sexuality is in the work. There's personhood is in the work. There's anger and various emotions, peacefulness, whatever. I, mean, I think that, you know, a really great work of art once it's done and it's I always think of it as working or not like if it's if it's successful then it should generate reactions from people like right. like a little emotion machine Yeah. Um, but I absolutely think that that work that you put in lives in that object after it's made and it keeps generating back and you see that there is work that has been that has happened I think that for people who've tried an art class or sketched or doodle or whatever they might pick up on that easier than someone who never has tried but generally i i think that that's what people see and you you see somebody's hand absolutely even in the the tightest ass most like Mm -hmm. nudgy kind of art that you can imagine or like what they call hyper realism or whatever One
1: one of the things i've always loved about about your work though is um I like beauty' such a like a flat word in my mind, but but there's a beautiful it, it it connotes a certain beauty of the universe that I'd like to believe exists, even though I don't see it necessarily in the universe
2: Well, I mean, we could get into chaos theory i mean there there's yeah. you know at the at the peak of at the peak of points of chaos in that theory There's there's moments where things arrange, and a lot of people have likened that to um, discoveries that are chosen by physicists that are deemed beautiful as mm-hmm. being probably more truthful than other solutions to open-ended problems. And I think that when you, when you compose something, and again, when a thing works, there's a certain internal order that it has
0: and right. I think it that lines up like it aligns but, but,
2: you, but, but like that. Right, I but mean, April, it's like hard to
0: describe, and we're we're doing this on the radio.
2: No, no, no. <laughs> but, but
1: but but you you already said it that that you saw something and you built it to then make it physical. The first piece you did. So you created a framework for the emotions to exist. Then,
2: right. And and I specific one thing that's really specific when I work is that I do try to be. I do try to understand what I think the composition of the thing should be because the way that, the way that work holds tension, light and dark, mm-hmm. certain kinds of linearities or, um, mm. or pres- Mass- masses or depth or yeah. you know, whatever, like all the ingredients that you put into a work of art end up arriving at a summation that then holds something that, as I said, generates back to the viewer, but it's not... I mean, when I when I start to make, you have to understand, too, like, I'll start with something that I think is really clear in my head, and I'm thinking, oh, I'm going to make this, I'm going to make this, this thing that's, it feels so mysterious to me, it feels, it's asking me questions, that's another one of my criteria, something that looks familiar, but I don't quite understand it, that's something that feels like I should be exploring, that's, it's it's given me a signal somehow. I'm right. uh, I mean, well, animating it. a channeling?
1: Yeah, it's, your, it's it's somehow you're channeling something, and something's channeling you.
2: Yeah, and the, But then when I but then when I go to work on it, of course, I also interfere with it in terms of my hand making it, my attempts. It sometimes sometimes works strays off on its own. I swear to God, right? it just like yeah, it just goes off in a different direction than I intended. I'm like, wait, wait for me, <laughs> and, and it's about it's amazing. <laughs> <about laughs> <changing. laughs> seriously, and it's about trying to like like I put think it, I was it back my together. 40s. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Um, and then there's and there's usually I mean in painting if there's any painters listening to this there's usually a point where you start something where you you make a move and you think ha i really nailed that man i love that little section that i just did this is like you know it could be like an eight by ten foot painting but you're looking at it you're thinking this is so good i am a painter and then by the end of the picture you're <laughs> like that's the one thing right. that has to go it <laughs> right. never fails you know i bet funny? you get like, that like, in writing like, and, and, too.
1: and, and uh, for me it's always like three nights sleep if the idea still works like three nights after i committed it to, mm-hmm. th- to the paper or the computer i'm like Oh, that's a pretty good idea And even then, there'll be a reconciling somewhere. But is it the truth that I'm like, is it a greater truth that I am trying to touch? Um,
0: Well, you know, what? there's a good spot to take another break. We're already halfway done, if you can believe it. And uh, we haven't even gotten to talking about uh, Sag Harbor and your activism and, and the most recent current event which is the CPF um, funds which I would love yay, to touch on as yay, well yay. yay so thank uh, town of Southampton yay Southampton so we're woo going woo. to take a little break again uh, with our producer Kyle Lynch in the studio is going to take thank us out and we'll be right back with Sundays on the East End with Alex Socklow
1: and Bridget Leroy
0: I threw you a curveball there So we're back with uh, Bridget Leroy and Alex Hocklow. <laughs> Sundays on the That's East it.
1: End. And, and our, our very, uh, she's not a special guest, but. but uh, yes, she lo- is. Lovely friend and she's guest. She's extremely April special Warner. guest. I'm, I know. I'm
2: a friend guest. Friend guest. Friend guest. A friend yes.
1: guest, absolutely. You know, um, I, I would like to just, uh, you know, we we, we touched on it a little bit. I don't know if there's anything that, that you want to share or add to. So you you're finding your voice if you will as an artist. You're finding your way to express yourself. You're finding um your your path and and now you have to deal with the art world. And now you have yeah, to I deal with Yeah, I did want to get
0: that you you as a d- woman. Oh. But if if that if that it figures w- into it. Yeah, I mean, you know, I I've long
2: said that I really don't like to be thought of as a woman artist right I mean okay. no offense to everybody right, you're we're an artist. all working really hard I'm an artist and so let's not talk about that then no no it's okay but but it's you know you guys perhaps aren't familiar with I don't know if you're familiar with the gorilla girls oh, that yeah, were around in mean, the night so I mean absolutely like we were all hyper aware of the inequities and it's still it's still the case that you know if if um somebody sells something well at an auction. People go berserk. Like, oh, woman artist yeah. got X amount of money. And it's really, I can hardly wait till that's over. I'll be long dead, but it's... No,
0: I, I agree. And we, I mean, we were actually talking a little bit, which doesn't really relate to art as much, but, you know, I, I, and I have a transgender child. And, um, but, but there's also the whole kind of non-binary group of of gender fluidity. And I'm wondering how much that comes out of, I mean, besides just not feeling like one or the other, I understand it's a real thing. But but it's also it seems that's gaining more attention now because people just want to get away from the stereotypes of man and woman.
2: Well, it's ironic because I think that of all the uh, groups of people that I can think of, probably artists are the least freaked out by gender fluidity of anybody. Right. I mean, for artists, it's like, why would you? An actor, you know, it's I mean, like, yeah, anybody with people. an imagination. And Republicans. <laughs> no,
1: Republicans. No, oh, no sorry.
0: sorry. <laughs> no, you're Took a little vacation. You, yeah, sorry. you did. You were in your head. <laughs> Republicans was the wrong answer. <laughs> you just <laughs> failed your driving test. <laughs> sorry. Okay. Sorry. But no, please but I vote, do, I please do vote in
1: two weeks. Yeah, please. Okay. please anyway, vote. let's go back to this. So, so we, we won't really spend that much time on that. Um, but but what I would like to then do, and this is kind of uh, taking a left turn, is talk about your call to activism. You know, t- that at some point in your life, and I don't know if this was always in your... Well,
2: uh, wait, actually, I can tie this in with okay. Okay, women cool. artist stuff. Because the Women's Action Coalition started in the 90s in New York. And I was very much a part of it. Mm-hmm. And we we loudly protested. And it, was, it sort of formed itself up after... Um, the Clarence Thomas and Anita Hill hearings. Oh, there you go. So this has all felt sort of weirdly familiar. Yes, I am that old. <laughs> so <laughs> right. but um you were then, a baby. And then but I I've always been socially concerned.
0: That seems like Does it, that come from your background like with your parents? It, don't
2: you think it just comes from empathetic territory that art But but empathy empathy
1: is uh, you think is a natural part of each person and maybe it is on some level but but I would say and and again this is applauded but I kinda of stand in awe of where you put your energy and how you put your energy
0: but I I do wanna cycle back though I mean to get back to get involved with the women's coalition you had to have had a spark and where did that spark come from did were you raised were your parents Socially active? Did they? No, my no.
2: parents were definitely not socially active
0: okay. whatsoever.
2: I just was one of those kids that thought, like, this is so wrong. Right. I have to help change this right. culture. You know? And I, I just, Action. I take things, I take things
1: really far.
2: No, that's great. So I, you know, I just. Right. I just so, launched but it's a similar. It's it.
1: a parallel attribute to your art. Then you take things really far. You take them.
2: Yes, but I was making the analogy to empathy because I think that that people who are it, you. You, if you think that you can make an object and on that object you can make something that's powerful enough that it generates a reaction from other people and that it's worth being seen, you're depending on empathy to do that because you're depending on someone seeing it and having that right connection kind of, with your work. Yeah, and in right. fact having a kind of an ability to displace empathy from directly being person to person to being person to object to person.
0: So believing that that right, works. So that's so, so interesting. The object is the conduit between yeah, two people. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Th- and so anyway. it's connection
1: then. I mean, empathy. It's connection.
2: It's how do you make connection. And then thinking about, for instance, the, at the time that the Women's Action Coalition existed, how do you make things happen? There were people in the group that only wanted people to march in protest with drums and, you know, <laughs> et cetera. Right. And they were great protests that we did. And then there were people who wanted to um, work on legal cases, which I got involved in as, as a volunteer. And then there were people that were, um, there were women that were stay-at-home moms and they needed to lick stamps. And some of the people right. that wanted to march got really mad at the people who wanted to stay home and lick stamps because they were like, no, you should get out here and March. And but, I thought that was terrible because I think that everyone should do whatever they can do within their own life restrictions right, within their own or inspirations. yeah, yeah. and i think that it, that, uh, it all counts can. it's all good it's right. all really really good as long as people are are just there and aware and trying to figure out some way of engaging with right. the world outside them and
0: then you move to sag harbor and became fascinated with the town that you lived in. But well, yeah, I mean. You and I have talked about that. I mean, it's not just, I'm sorry, I don't mean to It's not just right? the art world. It's also the, the industrial background also fascinated oh, you. Oh, it's amazing. Everything amazed. about
2: it's, it. It's absolutely fascinating. And that happened partly because I got involved with Save Sac Harbor. I helped start Save Sac Harbor in 2007. And then I kind of drifted away from that. Was that
1: originally about the, the, CVS, the CVS trying CVS to come in? Yeah, coming
2: yeah. in, Yeah and um, big box stores and and it became very you know also trying to cut to the chase back then it was like what will actually help this thing to not happen in that case right and it became abundantly clear that um if you could legislate against big box stores in your town that would be the most effective thing so you want legislators that would be supportive of that and you would want the legislation and in fact that can't happen in new york because new york has a law that you can't legislate against big box stores coming into a town in Massachusetts. You can really, yep. And that's why that's why all it's those quaint Nantucket and things. Law.
1: Yeah, like kind of. I
2: don't know what it's called, but it yeah. but it works there. But you do not have that in New York State. So then you have to figure out how to work around that. But the importance of legislative action and legislation became immediately apparent. Like the more I got involved right, in that, right. anyway, kind of dropped off of that worked a lot with, Oh, um, well, I was trying to work on changing the shark tournaments out in Montauk to no, k- to no kill. Shark I tournaments. know you <laughs> saved right, catch the and sharks. Release. What well,
1: catch and release.
2: Yeah. Well, we did. I, d- I was working with this guy, Rob Fidel, and I want to give him credit for this. But um, one he thing that we did was we sat down with Fred Thiel and thank God for Fred Thiel. Yeah, we're, we're having Fred amazing. on in a couple of weeks. Oh my God. He's yeah. The best everybody yeah. loves Fred. So, so he helped, passed legislation in New York that all tournaments now, whether they're kill or otherwise, must have um, circle
0: hooks used. D- did you invent all of the, the hook or something like no, that? No, I researched
2: it? it, and you know, okay. and you know who you know who first clued me into that. Who? Frank Mundus. Oh gosh, who you Jaws is based yeah, on? I know. Quentin's based on him because at the, the end of Quint. Frank Mundus's life, he got very involved with trying to not wastefully kill sharks. Felt oh, bad so about interesting. the excessive Jaws and and kept yeah it, saying and, and, that and people computer should Benchley felt cir- really bad about it, books.
1: also it's funny how, like that, yeah. that just in that one thing, uh everybody that was around it at a certain point uh or i can't speak for Spielberg, but like everybody around it came to really feel horrible about how they changed the perception of sharks,
0: yeah, no, I think that that's that's a really. Things. I just think that's so amazing, though, because it's kind of so outside. It seems like it's so outside your wheelhouse. Well, no, but you know I really, I mean? Cause I, no, because I, I love animals. I love,
2: I love biodiversity. Right. I can't, I can't even stand the things that are. I mean, the species extinction that's going on. now. Absolutely. It's like the thing that wakes me up more at three thirty in the morning than anything else. I swear to God, it's, it's so hideous, and to participate. In that in your own backyard you just don't want to do that and which goes back to the local global thing right right like I can't stop the Chinese from and people when I was working on this and I talked to Bonnie Grice about this publicly once and how um, and people would say like well why don't you stop the Chinese well I can't stop the Chinese no. and that's bigger legislation but but you get grassroots awareness going, and that really does make well, a difference. And thank God Yao Ming's over there. Talking but this to is them. so
0: important is because I think right now, you know, without getting too political, we try to keep the show somewhat light. People are feeling really hopeless. What can one person do? And you are a, a really great example of what one person right, can do. And,
1: and, I, and, I would, and the way I'm hearing it is and it is, again, it's the journey within and the use of each one of our energies and where can that be. Applied. You lived
0: in L.A. for too long. No, 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 this is
1: it. Because, you know, like, like we're, we're, we're meandering along in a beautiful way. But, you know, the, the, the cinema, as an example for me in Sag Harbor, since I was a kid and w- would be out here, that cinema was such an institution and when it did burn down, whether it burned down on purpose or by accident or whoever, uh, who knows how it burned down? It burned down. A, a oh, b- I know
2: because I've talked to firemen.
1: Okay, it d- was it was an accident, oh, and good.
2: It likely came from some work that was going on behind it, some electrical. Yeah, well, I mean, gonna,
1: what's like what's a what's mate? Ama- right. Well, again, so pardon me for any uh, false, uh, aspirations, whatever the word is. Um, accusations. Accusations, right? Um, Fascinating, though, because when, when in the immediate aftermath reading about how the theater itself had been fireproofed in the 30s, uh, so they were worried about something like that. But now you have this, this cultural landmark, this place. Well,
0: let, we want to get to that like very soon and, and, and get from, from this talk of, of sharks, which is uh, No, but amazing. it's, a, but it's but the, the, talk, the talk,
1: talk is about local cause and effect activism. Right. And, and why I'm jumping to the cinema is because it, ta- it goes back to culture it goes back to here's a public forum of culture in sag harbor that you take for granted until it's gone and when that cinema burned down i mourned it yeah. i mourned the I stinky smell i wanted <laughs> to see every foreign film that i now couldn't see there i wanted i mourned its very concept and so to me that that's a perfect example of how you can affect change locally?
0: Well, let's uh, can we? Well, we could call it. That. We could call it accidental cultural extinction.
1: Absolutely, accidental
0: right. cultural extinction. <laughs> you just, you just made that a thing. But it was <laughs> definitely <laughs> accidental. No, I, again, yeah. no. We are talking with April Gornick, and and what is your official title as far as the Sag Harbor Partnership and the? Well, your I'm the vice.
2: I'm the vice president of the Sag Harbor <laughs> <laughs> Partnership, mm. and I'm the chair of the Cinema Campaign. And I'm also a, a board member of the Eastville Community Historical Society, which I love, love, love.
0: I know you love, love, love. And you, you were it, extremely um, instrumental in getting them a new gate, was it? Was uh, we, a new we iron we gate for the cemetery? Yeah, we, cemetery we were and able and
2: to acquire a fence, an iron, a proper iron fence around the cemetery, Um, It has been vandalized over the years, and they'd been wanting that for a long time.
0: And so I was working. I found the fence. And that's kind of the culturally African-American section of of Sag Harbor. Eastville
2: represents, um, it's called Linking Three Cultures, and it's actually African-American, Native American, and Irish immigrant, largely Irish immigrant, but European immigrant populations that arrived in Sag Harbor in the 1830s, and these people especially the Native Americans and African Americans were the people that became the great harpooners on the sailing ships in Sag Harbor that built the grand houses that we all extol on Main Street. And they deserve a really lot of credit for that. And it's fantastic. It's it's a fascinating story. I mean, this is what happens is like you start digging into Sag Harbor a little bit and it's like, Wait. what? Will you lead these walks? Do you still lead this? Dark I'm walks? doing one
0: tomorrow. Well, meaning you mean today? today. Sorry.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing. I'm doing one today at eleven o'clock. So how is that
0: possible? Yeah, I, I, wow! How, wow! Because you are April Gornick, <laughs> right. and you are always two places at the same. And time. And I have succeeded in cloning myself <laughs> at erased. last. Well, we're going to take one more break, and then we're going to come back and talk all. Sag Harbor Cinema, what it is, you know, the Arts Center going 17, forward, 17, and uh, the recent CPF funds. So, now. Thank you so much. We're here on the air, on the Alex Ocklow and Bridget Leroy, Sundays the on the East I've End. We'll be right back. God damn them all. I was told we'd cruise the seas for American gold. We'd fire no guns, shed no tears. Now I'm a broken man on a Halifax pier, the last of Barrett's privateers. Oh, I'll Barrett cried the town How I wish I was in, in Sherbrooke Now oh. for twenty Brave men, all fishermen Who would make for him the Antelope's crew, god damn them all oh. I was told we'd Cruise the seas for American Gold, we'd fire no guns Shed no tears Now I'm a broken man on a Halifax pier, the last of Barrett's privateers The antelope sloop was a Sickening
1: sight, how I wish I was
0: in Sherbrooke. No. Oh. Hi, everybody. You're back with Bridget Leroy and Alex Offalo <laughs> on Sundays on the Sanders East Sanders End here on 88.3 WPPB. And you can listen online at 88.3 WPPB.org. And you can also always make a donation. And uh, we were just talking during the break where you guys were um,
1: about. Well, I think we we're, we're, were talking about uh, community. We were talking about, uh, uh, you know, who has been helpful to the. Uh, to the efforts that that april is is part of and um you know uh just give you a little platform to to maybe do a couple of shout outs or to just just kind of talk about how this comes to be like we're talking about sag harbor cinema yeah. in
0: particular yeah and and, yeah and
2: and i was saying that fred thiel whom i just mentioned before um invented the cpf fund the community preservation fund and and he, it was. It's a very simple concept that real estate sales donate a small percentage, like 2%, I think it yeah, is? Yeah, 2% transfer, transfer tax, yeah. Transfer tax um, goes into this fund, and it really is about community preservation. And it can be used for now water quality, they added that on. It's well, for thank God for pre- that. Yes, historic <laughs> preservation, huge. open land, um, recreation, and water quality, and all of those things have been have become even more critical in this area. It just and makes
1: so much sense, also, that that a transaction happens locally, that will stay local, that some of that transaction yep. gets put back into the local community. It's
0: it's brilliant. It has to do with historic preservation as well,
2: because very importantly, and I have to I have to give an enormous shout out to the town of <coughs> excuse me to the <laughs> town yeah. of Southampton for the easements that they they purchased. That's how it works in easement, which. You know, also, oh my God, we have this board member Susan Mead. She's our treasurer in the Sag Partnership, and she and Nick Cazzolo, who's the president, and mm-hmm. I, and Hillary Loomis, is
0: secretary. We have great people. What about A- Emma Walton <laughs> Hamilton? <coughs> and Emma Walton Hamilton—that's yeah. my sister. Okay, our so
1: so you've actually you've, you've gone from easels to easements.
0: Yeah. So, oh wow, <laughs> oh. I like yeah, that, yeah, baby. <laughs> Easels to easements, I love it, Alexaka. So we
2: were we were meeting once. It was must have been like a year ago, and Susan Mead, who's a land use lawyer from Texas, originally said something about we well, have to ask if we can get some use, uh, facade easement and a use easement. And I said I have no idea what you're talking about. Right. I literally had no right. idea what an easement is. But what happens is a town buys an easement from an entity could be a piece of land, it could be a, an historical building in this case, and, and a use easement means that the town then has invested in it and it has a stake in it, and the person that's running the property owes them certain obligations in this case um, that that ticket prices would be eighty percent of
0: normal for residents of Southampton Town. That was the only thing that I was confused about because it sounded to me like, um, and and I'm not trying to be like you know d- diver- divisive here or anything like that, but it sounded weird to me just as a person that the town would be able to dictate prices at a oh, at at a non it's it's a, it's nonprofit. Isn't isn't it is
2: supposed to be for yeah. the good of the community, right? And, of course, you know
0: us. I mean, everybody's going to get a
2: discount who lives out here. Yeah, obviously. Right. <laughs> But um, so there's there's that, and then another restriction is that it must remain a cinema in perpetuity. Oh, hello! Yep. Thank you. I've been That's dying
1: amazing. for that. Yeah. Well, yeah. In, in a
0: thousand in years, though, we're going to be watching movies on the inside no, of our brain. I brains, think people. I think yeah. people yeah. will always go to movie theaters. You know, people, need, people public need, forums. People need to be together. See, and there we go back to community. It is a community. Right. It is a place for community to gather.
1: Right, but but more so than ever with all of the social media, with all of the screens, with how we're, everybody can be any place at all times, pulling it back to where you are physically, pulling it back to your community, pulling it back to the people doing good work to, to keep identity in the community. I think it's never been more uh, primary important uh, of importance uh, if we want to um, have a good quality of so life.
0: I, I want to ask April Gornick. Um, so is this easement that, that the town, I mean, with the money that they put in, is the idea that it's going to restore the historical façade or a version we, of it? We are
2: already 100% in the process of restoring the façade. That what you see when you look at the cinema will look exactly the way it looked. Wow! wow.
1: Is it my chewing gum still going to be under the seat? <laughs> yes,
0: it no. probably not. <laughs> no, uh, sadly, that was damaged in the fire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just keep telling him that. <laughs> um, no, we've
2: we've saved we've saved the the beautiful. If you, every anybody remembers this, there were these sort of iron escutcheons that went in the mm-hmm. ends of the rows. Well, we've saved all of from those from easels to escutcheons. Yes, <laughs> and then we'll we'll make more comfortable seats. The facade will be exactly the same.
0: We'll have three theaters instead of the one theater what i think that's is so absolutely cool. necessary i mean a- annette hinkle has already written a book about the cinema which is wonderful which, which
2: by the way turned out to be incredibly useful because john eberson's the original 1938 architect of the cinemas illustrations and architectural plans were found by her and wow. we ke- we're actually using them they are reference materials so it's going to be Incredibly
0: exact. And isn't Mike Heller, a, another wonderful friend, kind of chronicling a lot going in? Uh, Mike's been photographing. Mike is a brilliant photographer. He's been doing yes, a great is. job. Right. And he's and, so and, great and because and he did right. the
1: whole bowl of it. And, and, and go ahead. I, I'm, going to go, I'm going to kind of like broaden the spectrum here because really what we're talking about then is to create a platform where new expressions can exist and new conversations can exist and new connections can exist in Sag Harbor that, in many ways... To me, connects you as artist to activist. That you're still working in the same fields. You're toiling in the same fields. Well,
2: you know, we just did a we just did a series. We've been doing film series before the cinema opens. Mostly, they've been at Pearson High School, which has a fantastic auditorium. It does. Everybody yeah. that walks in there is like, "Whoa, this is here.
0: This is amazing." Our tax dollars at work! Yay! Yeah, in a good way, so. In a really good no, way. it's
2: it's a brilliant auditorium and we've just had a series called artists love movies and artists do love movies yeah. and there's a good reason because cinema and narrative is one of those things that binds now it's a huge cultural binder for people and yeah. it, it's the shared experience of a movie or a TV show or whatever is profound for and for many people it's kind of what they know about art right. in fact right right but We've been able to to show some fantastic movies, and the discussions that we have, the Q&As that we have after them are
0: great. Yeah, and it's been really amazing. That's and amazing. so that's been a huge success. And that's something that you'll continue on when the... When do you actually expect the yeah, theater that's, to be... But I'm just going to say that yeah, and that,
2: yeah. that differentiates us a little bit from any old cinema, because we'll definitely do more special series like that when, right. the, when the cinemas open. We want to have... Programming for children. We can have senior screenings in the afternoon. We have a lot of plans. It's going to be like for the all whole the time, community. Yeah. yeah, so everybody will have a reason to go there, and it'll just be a way of engendering. Yeah, you know what I, I, mean, I, just I love? It. Oh, I want to ask because I started
0: to. I'm sorry, uh, sock. But when do you anticipate that it will actually be a ribbon cutting?
2: Well, if w- if we get we 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 just received this these easements from the town of Southampton and. God, I just cannot thank them enough not 4, only, four million
0: dollars in CPF 4 million
2: funds. dollars from the CPF for the historic preservation of the cinema and in, in fact it as a recreational facility and then also the facade is right. included if there's a facade easement for that to preserve the facade in perpetuity as well and um at the at the end of the meeting when the town council members voted Jay Schneiderman, Tommy John Schiavone, everybody, um, John Bouvier, Christine mm. Sclera. I mean, yeah. every, everybody spoke so beautifully about why they felt that this was important, what this was doing for Sag Harbor and the East End. And they kept saying, it's a community preservation fund. They Love blew that. my mind. I mean, we were so moved. It, they they voted and, th- and we all started crying. Yeah. <laughs> we just burst into tears. Partly because we were so grateful. Of course, it's a huge amount of money and it puts us so much closer to our goal. I mean, you
0: look like you're crying now. You're, so, anyway, you're I was, so choked
2: up. Amazing. I'm telling you, it was the right. most moving thing because they so got it. And it it was like looking at a politician today have that kind of response to community. And have that and much reach empathy. Out, yeah. And reach out and have that kind of understanding and empathy was deeply moving it's very, as,
1: as you say it is it is and and I see the connection though that everybody's humanity has to show up somewhere at some point and and in a, in a town like Sag Harbor for those that are familiar they'll know for those that aren't please come and check it out um, but for a town like Sag Harbor <laughs> I think of Sag Harbor. I've always thought you know it's a town of Melville it's a town of doctor it's a town of Steinbeck it's a town of Whitehead it's a town of all these writers it's a town of, of, of you and Eric it's a town of all these artists it's, it's it is it, it it, it it's a wound. cultural vortex. Creatively. Yeah,
0: I think it is. Um, I, I think it, it is. But did it, uh, in terms of when people will be able to go in, is there like a two-year plan or when when it's actually going to open? It could be a year from now. Wow, that's amazing. It's really exciting. Uh, can I just ask also about the other, um, the, the Methodist church? <laughs> what what are the plans for that? Yeah, so you, you and your husband, Eric well,
2: Fischel. Well, Alec was just talking about all the creativity that's out here and and. There's also a creativity, I think, in the resilience of the way that people in Sag Harbor have responded to adversity. Because they've mm. there have been most horrific, massive fires in Sag Harbor. Absolutely. People have lost their livelihoods. Most of the town have lost their livelihoods in several of these catastrophes. And the way that people in Sag Harbor have like picked themselves up and manage to make things happen is absolutely inspirational to me. I mean, I believe there's creativity in that, too. So um, I started working on these walking tours yeah. a year <laughs> or so ago. Um, they're on our website, org. and and um, also as an app. But, but when I started researching all this stuff, I mean... I Kind of interested in history just in, your, in your spare time. No history. <laughs> no, I, I was just gonna say, like, I always thought history was kind of fun and interesting, but yeah. when I started burrowing into the actual history of Sag Harbor, I was so flipped out by by how deep it is, how diverse it is, mm-hmm. how. You know,
0: we yeah. kinda really are the Unhampton over there. It's yeah, it's not like I mean the the Boulevard watch factory, the yeah. whaling industry, the and there was something else, a metal my what was it? The silver silversmiths as well. There was like oh, a whole bunch of different things. Fahes. Yeah,
2: before Boulevard and then there was a guy named Ephraim Byram in the eighteen hundreds was long island's first tower clockmaker who's oh, wow. buried in oakland cemetery and he's <laughs> which you're giving a tour of today
0: while you're a, on this show
2: <laughs> right and he was in a, he was an inventor, and he he made um astonished i mean there's a there's a globe that he made called an orrery that's in the whaling museum wow and, the, and oh, i saw that and everybody got along in psych harbor i mean we were a diverse right. community eastville was a Eastville was a completely integrated. Right, community. But, but that goes
1: back to uh, the meritocracy based on ability on those ships. Yeah. Spit, sp- spilled over to uh, town to the town. It spilled over. This is if you were capable, you had a place, and that might be unique in in most communities in America. That it's a meritocracy in a way.
2: Yeah, I, th- I kind of think that's true. So what? So I'm and sorry. also and also. Sag Harbor has been connected to the wider world because it was a port, because right. people came in, I mean, there's, a, there's another tour about the d- remarkable trees of Sag Harbor. We have trees that, Japanese maple trees that basically came from the first, the first landing wow. of Mercator Cooper's ship in Japan, where right. Pierce Concer, who was a black seaman on the ship, actually chilled out the Japanese from Attacking, From attacking and killing the people who were actually on the ship they had they had rescued some shipwrecked japanese sailors and they brought them back to tokyo bay and wow. and everybody was met with guns they were gonna kill them yeah. and or maybe they didn't have guns i don't know what they had then the japanese <laughs> but anyway they were met with violence <laughs> yes and Pyrrhus concert apparently started speaking and everybody chilled out so that's amazing violence, yeah, they and were humility. By hmm?
1: violence and humility
2: yeah anyway anyway so I've been talking to Eric about all this amazing history. Oh, honey, guess what I just read? And then, long story short, the Methodist Church came up and Eric said, you know what? I think that what's going on in Sag Harbor is that creativity and the arts, which have always been a parallel, run a parallel course in Sag Harbor to its industry and its history. I think it's starting to intersect Mm -hmm. with its history as like a major Maker aspect of the village. Oh, that just there's, gives me chills. I well, mean. there's so much art being made out here. I mean, it's like if you go to Almond's Artist and Writers Night, it's the place is packed. Right. There's like a lot of creativity. Yeah, they have going one on coming up. Here. It's Darius Yaktai is the next one. Yeah, yeah. Um,
0: so that inspired him to say, you know what, I really want to buy that church. So. so do you have plans for it we're, we only have about five minutes left or there is it plans for it to become part of an arts center as well? Yes. Or? We're, yeah we're just starting I mean we
2: we're working on it we have a basic layout we have to def- we did a creativity survey which is available in English and in Spanish yeah. um, sagharborchurch.org is where amazing the, April the, I know it's it's a budding thing but it's happening It's just fantastic and and we just welcome the idea that we can, Um, invite people from, again, like Tech Harbor being a kind of a fundamentally internationally connected place. It's a hub. So we'd like to have visiting artists from the outside. We'd like to host artists here. We're looking into all the kinds of things that people... Like to do here, like what's interesting—the history of the arts in San Harbor.
0: And the thing is, is out here there have been those kind of artists communities, the artist colonies, and it just seems like there's something in the in the water, in the blood, in the soil. There's something that draws artists. Not only to create art, but to do what you're doing to create community, because there was that artist colony in in North Haven, and it's just like it's almost uh, like. You I, and, and maybe up this is where ghost, it all kind of thread. wraps back together, because
1: yeah. you began your journey as an artist looking for um, a way to maybe uh, define your place in the greater universe, and it's, so it's a journey inward, but it's ultimately a journey outward and connection and you know connectivity, and so again through this conversation. I see uh, a complete and, and and holistic connection between your work as an artist and your energy as an activist, because they're they're both. I think maybe uh, you you really uh, exploring your own soul.
2: Yeah, it is, and yeah, that's the short I, answer. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I guess my my soul is like in Sag Harbor now. It just really Beautiful. is. We've lived here since
0: 2004, and it's definitely home. And but you put your, your money literally where your mouth is and your heart where your mouth is. Yeah. And you, you know, and, and I just applaud you. But I also just wish that everybody would understand that no matter how small, they don't they don't need to, you know, go out and save. They can save something really small in their backyard people and, and people, people should who get involved. People who stay at
2: home and lick stamps are valuable. Everybody's valuable. I mean, this is a, you know, it's, that's that's the nature of the thing. That's a great way uh,
1: to maybe wrap up our conversation for now. Absolutely. Uh, please come back because we're just touching the surface of a lot of topics that i think are fascinating to me and, and hopefully to other people um we're kind of running towards the end so yes we uh, are how do we say goodbye again bridget
0: uh, we say stay classy san diego no, no. i'm kidding We're back to cleveland cleveland <laughs> <laughs> no. no but it's been wonderful to have april thank you so much yes. thank you so much for having me. oh it's been wonderful and i always love hanging out with my good friend sock and uh, yeah, our too, producer kyle it. lynch we just love having these conversations sunday on the east end be well stay well and join us again next week thanks Funding for Sundays on the East End is provided in part by CP Complete Construction and Renovation with additional support from The Independent and from just beyond infinity Googleplex.